0: Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com. We're going to talk some NBA this segment here on The Block. I'm Austin Norman, but relying mostly on the insight of Eric Strickland for this segment, nine-year NBA event. Love getting the insight here. Uh, Strick, where do you want to start? Coaching or uh, front office?
1: Going front office.
0: Okay, so Bob Myers, uh, the now former GM of the Warriors, uh, stepped down yesterday, not fired, not retiring, just walking away is what he's doing. Um, What do you make of that decision by Bob Myers, first of all?
1: So here's the thing, right? Um, It's surprising because initially my first thoughts was, when we talked about this before, I thought it was possibly a leverage play. And it still could have been because we don't know the back in conversations that were being had between the organization as well as himself. Right. Cause we, we just know he cryptically knew his contract was coming up. So we, we, we knew that there was going to be discussions, but, but let me, let me give you a take. And I would love your perspective as well as the Sutter Heyman text line 402 464-5685. Follow me because it's kind of, it, it, it may be deep and it may come off as, as searching, but it, it, it's, it, it's something to think about and to consider, right? Okay. So here's what you got. You've made a run. You've got four championships in 11 years. Great run. First of all, you had um, Danny Ainge throws out when you're on a search for months. You can't find a GM. You're on the hunt for months. And there's a guy sitting right there under your under your nose who is an assistant GM and unproven but yet you like him a lot and you say, I'm going to take a chance at at the recommendation of Danny Ainge and others. Right. And it pans out for you. It works. Okay. So now he finds himself in a situation where I think he believes at this point he's made a boo-boo. He signed 28 year old Andrew Wiggins to a multi-year contract with a player option that would end at 26 and 27 you have Steph Curry in a 212 I think, million-dollar deal, $215 million deal that would end and take him out to 2025-26. You have 24-25, uh, Gary Payton Jr., or Gary Payton II, with a, with a contract, Kevin Kavon Looney, goes out to 2025. Kaminga uh, has 2023 this year upcoming with a team option. I believe they're going to continue that. You have a player option for DiVincenzo, but you think your boo-boo is this. Jordan Poole goes for 130, $31.9 million, right? Mm-hmm. And you're on the verge of having to make significant decisions on upcoming, on, on multiple players, one, because you have Draymond Green on a player option. So I venture to say that Draymond won't be dumb and opt out of this contract unless he knows for sure he could probably go down south and play in L.A. with LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. With, with significant money, maybe a little loss, just to take the homeboy hookup. But at the same time, unless something like that can happen to where he wants to be, with who he wants to play with, I venture to say he takes that option. It would be stupid, I think, personally. Play your contract out. I, I know what that looks like, opting out of a contract. Probably one of the dumbest things I've did, but it was one of the most fulfilling things because I was more happy in the location that I went to. So you've got that. But at the same time, you've got Clay Thompson coming up, both at the same time. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, 23-24, if Draymond takes the player option. You're going to have to make decisions about the potential breakup of one of the, one of the top big threes uh, teams that you, you've had that's made a significant run. Does he want to be in that position after you made the boo-boo or do you want to go out on top? This is where, I, this is the question I'm throwing out Austin or do you want to go on top for championships 11 and let the next guy make that decision?
0: That's a fascinating approach. I totally see where you're coming from because think about, yeah, I do. Because think about Bob Myers and his role. I mean, yeah, he's the GM, but think about how Steph, Clay, and Draymond specifically talk about him, how he's at all those games, how he's one of their confidants. They've gone to him with issues before. He's been the one to to help patch things over uh, with the rest of the team between those three sometimes, Um, even with Coach Kerr. So Bob Myers, I think, has been more than just a GM to the Warriors. He's put on a lot of different hats in that role. I think that that group is close enough with him and smart enough. I think that's a collectively smart group savvy um, big three to understand the business of the NBA. But I'm sure it's too strict that they see that their end is probably coming together. They know that they're getting older. They understand the reality but no matter how close you are with a GM, no matter how much you trust him, he trusts you, there's still, I think, the emotional and personal hit when yeah. he's the guy that pulls the trigger on trading Clay Thompson to get the contract off, or that didn't do enough to convince Draymond to stay and run that deadly you know, pick-and-roll or even just the motion stuff in the regular season with Steph. Because Steph's not going anywhere. We know no. that. He's in the Bay for life. That's what's happening. Those other two guys are... Steph's closest friends. They're the people that have worked best with him on the basketball court for so long. So I think any executive that is worth their salt is looking into the future, understanding a decision has to be made. But to your point, I wouldn't blame Bob Myers for saying I've invested all this time and energy into this. I don't want to ruin my relationship. I would rather walk away if I don't have, you know, the cojones or the iron stomach to pull the trigger on any of these deals, then jeopardize my standing with these guys I've known for a decade plus.
1: There, that, that's, that's what I, in in essence, have laid out as to, and, and again, I could be wrong. I, I'm just looking at this objectively with just an open mind and a broad scope. I didn't want to be just specific to him leaving and just thinking that, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. It's very similar to what, what, what happened to me with Don Nelson. Don mm. Nelson um, emotionally was tied to me. Hated to pull the trigger, but some things was happening behind the scenes that made those things come into play that caused some friction internally between uh, you know him and, and others in the organization. So... But but I think that you're right. I don't think that he wants to have to be the one to let his emotions. And he's he's still right now. He's on the hook. You, you you just lost. I mean you 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 didn't you didn't get deep. Um, you're coming back with the same team with a deep Western Coast Conference. Right. You still got Jokic and that crew to deal with for something. They ain't going nowhere anytime soon. They're, they're kind of at their peak. Right. I don't think Dallas is in the running. Katie and book aren't
0: going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. The Kings. no, How far down the road? Just pushed you to seven in their first run with two young guys. The Clippers still have two stars. Yeah. The West isn't going anywhere. Right. So
1: you, you 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 possibly made a boo boo that you may not be able to get out of unless you package one or two of the guys that are right there in your heart. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you can get out of it, <laughs> right? Um, and that's going to be the thing that I don't think he wants to have to be the one to make that decision.
0: So then you're you're Joe Lacob. You're one of the owners of the Warriors. You see your GM step away. Strick, I've heard a lot that uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr., who's the vice president of basketball operations, essentially the number two uh, to Bob Myers for the last few years, he has a good chance at getting the job. But if you're the owner, do you trust a first-time GM to make that move with uh, you know, the poise, the grace, the, the business savvy that it's going to take? Or do you go out there and do you hire someone that's been in that position before, that got a good deal, that handled the relationships well to make sure there weren't any burned bridges. Do you go internal? Or do you go external?
1: Well, and see, that's the thing. The two internal people right now is, as you said, is, is Dunleavy Jr. As well as, um, uh, Lake's son, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. So do you want to, do you want to come across as having nepotism? Not, not even to say that it is, mm-hmm. but do you want to look as if your, your organization is going to be a, a nepotism type of organization or, or do you turn internally or do you look outside to to come in to a culture that has been established i think it makes it difficult to go outside because of the close knit of that group trying to bring somebody else in to try to gel and 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 work their way or navigate or sow their way into this 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 group and what type of guy are you going to look like if you come in and you break
0: the group? Right, <laughs> right. That's your first <laughs> so, move. So, that's that's the most pressing order of business. It has to be.
1: So there you go. So that's why I think it's going to make it tough for it to be somebody on the outside. I think it's going to be maybe somebody on the inside, so that there could be understanding to the decision, and it still keeps it in. A, in, in 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 there's a relationship to have conversations there, mm-hmm. right? So there, you, there, that's that's the way that I, I I think that may go down.
0: From the internal uh, hire you're thinking for the Warriors to some external hires of coaches, the Bucks hire Adrian Griffin. He'll be a first-time head coach. Uh, steal him from the Raptors. I'm curious to see that fit. But the three seed Audi's this year, the Philadelphia seventy-sixers, of course, fire Doc Rivers, and they go get a former division rival head coach in Nick Nurse, who Joel Embiid and James Harden. Uh, have have kind of subtweeted have talked about in some not nice ways what do you make of Nick Nurse going to Philly
1: ha that's um, I think Nick Nurse is a pretty good coach you know I I, I think he's solid I, I I don't I don't think I've had anything bad to say about him obviously um one coach of the year um got to the Eastern Finals um uh, it, you won know, that title with Toronto? Won the title with Toronto um you know after beating the Bucks in the finals and on the Kawhi Leonard <laughs> you know <laughs> shot that got him there against the, so he he's been a part of some uh some some wild times. Uh I was kind of surprised when he left, but I think he's a good coach, man. I um, you know again, whether he fits there in that 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 you know culture of the Philadelphia City 76ers. It's going to take some work. I mean, it's going to it's going to take some work to get that done. Now, on the other hand, uh, I love Adrian Griffin. I, matter of fact, he's another lefty like myself. We played against each other. Um, I've watched him kind of you know, run up the ranks a little bit. I'm glad to see him get an opportunity. I actually thought that they may go internal with somebody like Sam Cassell or something like that, being that um, Sam Cassell is a tremendous, uh, personable coach as well. Surprised at that, but nonetheless, Adrian Griffin, I
0: think he'll do a tremendous
1: job there in uh, Milwaukee.
0: I like Adrian Griffin because his son, AJ, was a stud at Duke. I very much appreciated AJ's contribution. Solid rookie year for the Hawks, too. Hit a game winner, uh, played a role. The other surprising news out east and kind of out west, too, um, was the Suns getting rid of Monty Williams. I yeah. still don't really agree with that decision. I think Monty Williams was really good for the Suns. I think that's the owner looking for a shakeup. But it came out today that Detroit was prepared to offer Monty Williams ten million dollars to come coach. He hasn't accepted. It's just a rumor out there that they're interested in talking to him again. What do you think about the fit between Monty Williams and Detroit and what he would bring to that young roster?
1: That you just said it all. Uh it's a young roster that's trying to figure themselves out. And and become a collective and trying to win games. I just think that it, it's tough in Detroit. I think it's tough in Detroit. The, just the whole landscape. It's it's not it's not. It doesn't have the same savor that it used to have. The thing is, is he's probably looking at it. Is he going to be able to catch uh, keep those ta- those talented players that are already there, right? Because they're they're one or two years away from having to make a decision. Um, can, will they stay? Uh, he's going to have to come in and sell that. Like, do you want to do, like, do you want to do that? Or is there an opportunity going to present itself to you? That's better than having to try to go in to a place that's not a destination place.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Phoenix is a destination place. Big time. Is it <laughs> So it, it was easy to kind of have conversations and re- you're not recruiting, but you're recruiting mm-hmm. in order to, to get, get players to come and play for your organization. And uh, it's easier to do in Phoenix than it is in Detroit. I'm just going to be real about that. So <laughs> um, I'm sure he's looking at that too. Um, he could be waiting on the sidelines. He's got his money. If I'm him, I wouldn't be such a hurry. That's why That's why Detroit's trying to pay him 10000000 million.
0: Mm.
1: They're trying to pay him $10 million because they're trying to entice him. Uh, but there's nothing worse than being enticed by something that's going to be miserable. You're Fair going enough. to be miserable, like like can you really apply yourself and put and give your absolute all to the job to get it done? because you're going to have to revamp, you're going to have to retool, you're going to have to get them that's the, that's a lot of energy that's expended doing that, so you've got to think about those things um, and I think I think there's a possibility of a a Tehran Lou maybe making a shift somewhere. If I'm Tehran, he probably doesn't, he, he's he been LA. He's been LA for some time now. He lives in Vegas. He's that, everything is just in that proximity. So I, it's gotta be something great for him to want to move.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, but I could see something if pop, if pop decides to call it quits Mm-hmm I could see San Antonio maybe being a place where Toronto be like, hmm. Really? <laughs> maybe I didn't go down and see what's going on in the, long, in the long star state. And get up out of Cali in a situation like that. Because there's get there's becoming some insert uncertainties in, in Cali down there with the Clippers right now. You just don't know what Kawhi Leonard's gonna be able to give you and injury-laden Paul George. You've been playing with a with a, with an unstacked deck for so long that you, your mental's and coaching has got to be drained. Ter- Teron's got to be his. He has more grade than me. Let me just say <laughs> that. And I'm older than T. Lou. I'm going by four, <laughs> almost four years. And T. Lou, he got to be stressed and pressed right now with, with what he's had to deal with and some of the coaching jobs he's had to do over the last uh, last year.
0: I'm going to push the crossover off a minute or two to ask you one question then about San Antonio. Teron Liu in San Antonio with Victor Wembanyama would be fun. I'm absolutely here. Sign me up for it. If that's the way they go, I think that's a home run for, for him, for the Spurs, everyone in that organization. The other guy that's still out on the block that has San Antonio ties comes from that Popovich tree is Mike Budenholzer. Is there a chance he mm. goes? Do you like his experience with Giannis to parlay into Wembenyama? Or are you worried that he tries to turn Wembenyama into Giannis?
1: Well, that's a great point. Um, I don't think... I, I think they're different styles. Mm-hmm. And I think that would do Wembenyama a disservice trying to turn him into that. Um, but you know the experience of him having with that and the success that he's had... But then, let's be real, there's probably going to be some conversations out there uh, with regards to how Giannis is viewing Budenhoser towards the tell You know that there had to be some conversations with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Because with regards to Budenhoser. And if Giannis would have said that Budenhoser is my guy, let's, let's, let's look at it from this standpoint. Steve Nash gone. He stayed for a little bit, but all them players are gone. And at the same time, a couple of them was like, "Get him out of there," and he was gone. Hey, yeah, he, they stuck with it for a little bit, but ultimately, he was gone. Right? Jock Vaughn's doing a great job for them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy that Jock Vaughn has revamped his career. Now that's another name. That's another name because he's he comes from that Popovich tree. Mm-hmm. Jack Vaughn is somebody that could probably. You know, if he continues to get that young group to get going, that that, that could be something an owner can look at and and, and look at Jack Vaughn and say, okay, I like what you did with those young, that young crew that was put together up there. You got them fighting. You got them to get into the playoffs. They gave what they had what they were given. And uh, I got a young team down here, and I could do the same there. So I could see that correlation, and then I could also see Pop, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt.
0: Love it. Let's take our last break of the show, get to the crossover DP and J next.